everybody, and welcome to Wish Upon a Star, your unofficial Disney song-by-song podcast. Uh, and welcome to a very special episode. I'm Amanda the Person. I'm Frodo the Lawyer. And yeah, we have a, we're doing something a little different. It's not, yeah. not, no, not chronological quite. No, we wanted to mix it up a little bit in between our seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just finished up Pinocchio, and we're yep. going to do Fantasia next uh, for that mini-season. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but to mix it up a little bit, since y'all are following us through the chronology of Disney, that would pick out something else that's still early Disney, but maybe a little less early Disney movies. Ah, so yeah. what, what do you have in mind, Amanda? I mean, I know already, but... I'm asking anyway. <laughs> no, it's a secret. It's a surprise. <laughs> I mean, also, they could probably tell because it'll be in the title of this podcast episode. <laughs> but if you haven't looked at that, then go ahead and put on your tropical attire, get a Hawaiian Ooh. shirt, grab a Dole Whip from the nearest stand, and join us in the tiki 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 room in the tiki 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 room. All the birds sing words and the flowers bloom in the tiki 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 room. It's the tiki room song. One of the lyrics you said was wrong. I, I don't know if I want to find no! it out. It's, it's the flower's croon. Oh, f***. <laughs> I've been saying that wrong this whole time. Yes. You can so, leave this in. I This is a, a shame that I shouldn't share with the world. Now, in my defense, the flowers also bloom. Yes, I'm, I'm assuming they bloom. Um, they do. But they also, specifically for the purposes of this song, they croon. <laughs> That's fair, but it's okay, because I actually did that on purpose, so we wouldn't violate copyright infringement. Ah, You're good, welcome, Frodo. Good good job. Amanda, the, the paralegal in your future? <laughs> yep. I've often thought it'd be good to take all of the things you do and just do all the work without the fun part where you shout in court. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's the Tiki Room song. What are your thoughts on the Tiki Room song, like, going into this, Frodo? Okay, so, um, I'm not from Orlando like you, but I've been to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been to Disneyland, which I, I believe this ride originated there, but it's it it's, did. it's in Disney World, mm-hmm. and I've been to Disney World, I think, four times in my life, and the Pretty first... good for someone from not the South. Yeah. And the first time was, like, the early 90s, and I may... I don't remember if I had a Tiki Room, but mm-hmm. the second and third times I was there, I remember the Tiki Room, but at that point, it was the Tiki Room under new management. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were there in the early 90s, too, like, you probably were too young to remember. Right. Much detail, I would imagine. Yeah, I remember... Do you remember your first trip to the park in that much detail? I remember going on the the, the Dumbo ride and teacups sure. and that kind of thing. But beyond... Yeah, I don't have... Oh, no. That's pretty good for, like, well, a young memory. Yeah. Well, my, my first memory... I think I, I was about four years old. My first memory... Uh, the most vivid one from Disney World was it was raining, and that's where I learned what ponchos were because everyone's wearing <laughs> ponchos. So yeah, and you I, were like, "Mommy, Daddy, what's the weird plastic bag on those people's faces?" Yeah. And you're like, "That's a poncho, well, son." I think I was wearing one too, and I was like, well, "What is this thing? It is not a coat. It is not a jacket or a coat. What am I wearing? Am I wearing Saran wrap?" And they knew a lawyer had been born. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's it's where I discovered ponchos, but. I think that's where a lot of people discover ponchos, yeah. if I had to take a guess. Um, yeah, so th- I don't really remember the first time, but I do remember the, the second and third time I was there, it was the Tiki Room, uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room parentheses under new management. It's actually a colon under new management, if we're going to correct each no, other over the course oh, of this episode. Okay. All right, but... fair. fair. <laughs> it's 
you know, we've each had one and we'll never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was just there last year, or I guess now it's been two years? Um, January 2016, yeah, so it's been... Yeah, that's been, been that's two years two ago, years. dude. And... At that time, it was the original Enchanted Tiki Room. So I knew the song from listening on CDs, but if I remember correctly, the the Under New Management version kind of cuts off in the middle of the song. So this was my first time to really see the whole show with the whole song. Yeah, and it, I really yeah they actually it. only played like they they only played the first few measures in the Under New Management version. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, you could have known the full version from the Hillary Duff cover oh. of the Tiki Room song, which is no. delightful. It, I listened to it again today in preparation for this, and it is absolutely marvelous. So, so did she? Like, I'm assuming this was some, you know, all the D- Disney Channel celebrities doing Disney songs. Whose idea was it to give her Tiki Room? Like, did was she like, give me that one, or do you think that some, you know, producer was like, I see, I had a vision, Hillary Duff, <laughs> Tiki Room. I mean, it's not yeah, what you expect, right? Because, like, of all, <laughs> Hillary Duff is, like... She was hit. A fairly... Yeah, fairly good... Like, this song... Her, this, like, cover of it was released in 2002, mm. which is pretty prime Hillary Duff Yeah, time. yeah, for sure. Like, let's take a quick moment and look up Hillary Duff's discography. Yeah, this was... It was not prime Tiki Room time. No. It was prime Hillary Duff time. Yeah, it was pretty rough Tiki Room time. Okay, so actually, 2002 was kind of early Hillary Duff. This is me mm. being a little bit... You know, not quite aware of my Hillary Duff facts, but um, it was actually in, only in 2002 that her first album, Santa Claus Lane, was released, which was her mm. Christmas album, as you might remember. Mm-hmm. Metamorphosis didn't come out until 2003. So perhaps she needed Tiki Room to, like, right. build her career. Well, in the canon of this podcast, we don't count Christmas albums as albums. That was established back That's when fair. we discussed NSYNC in episode <laughs> three or four. But there's, like, original songs on there. Mm-hmm. No, I... Yeah. That's good. And now it's Christmas on Santa Claus Lane. I don't remember, but there's no need to explain. There are some more words in this song and song and Hillary Duff song. When we do our later special on Hillary Duff's Santa Claus Lane <laughs> album, we'll go into more detail on that. Yeah, right. Um, but speaking of timelines, let's talk a bit about the timeline of the Tiki 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 Room. I'm so mm. sorry, everyone. This is going to be in your head for the next, like... Year? So I have it written down that the original one in Disneyland is from 1963. Does that match up with your... That is correct. Yeah. And, yeah. and I did a little bit of background research on just quickly what was going on in Disney at this time. And so this was Ooh. the same year that my favorite Disney movie, supposedly, was released. Uh, the Sword <laughs> in the Stone came out in 1963. So What a year! Yeah, so get a little context of what other music Disney was putting out. They released mm-hmm. Mary Poppins the next year in 64, so we got... Little Sword and Stone, Mary Poppins. It was it was a you know a good it time. A good it was a good time to be Disney music. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, the the attraction first opened at Disneyland in 1963, um, which is obviously when the song premiered with it as well. The song mm. is virtually identical in Disneyland and Disney World, um, except accepting the under new management nonsense. Right. Um, and so just a bit of a history of the attraction itself, I know that this is about the song, but just for context, for those of you who are less familiar with the Tiki 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 <laughs> Room, um, it's impossible to say it and not do this and not sing the song. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, but it's this, well, like... Well, because it's not, it's not, uh, well, it is the Enchanted Tiki Room, but the song is the Tiki 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 Room. That's the name of the song. Yes. Yeah. So the attraction opened, it has all of these, like, bird animatronics that you go into this room. 
and they sing you a song. Right. We can't assume that all of our listeners have been to the Tiki. No, we have. We, which is a you should make it a priority. Like Disney World is cool. Mm. The Tiki Room is yeah. It's Top an, notch. It's an adventure land, so you kind of get that mm-hmm. like, the jungle feel going on. There's a jungle cruise nearby. Yes. Um, but it's it's a good place to get a little your chill on. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you can bring your Dole Whip inside there. And also, mm. for context, um, I'm I'm going to talk a bit about the history of Disneyland and Disney World. I haven't been to Disneyland. I've only seen it at Disney World. Although, I'm going to Disneyland next week. Woo! So, the next time we record, oh my God. I'll have knowledge. I know! I'm so mm-hmm. excited. It's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna just, like, eat a Dole Whip, and I'm gonna get silly ears like all the girls on Instagram wear, and it's gonna be great. But, anyway, um, so you have this big room, you go in, there's animatronic birds, and these birds were, like, crazy, um, innovative at the time that they came out. Like, they have a, sort of, like, a, a barker, like an auction bar, auction barker? What, mm-hmm. what's the, tr- yeah. Yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, Like, probably. outside, um, to, like, get people in, and, like, in 1963, crowds would, like, back up around this single animatronic bird, <laughs> just because they were so amazed at the technology and how cool it was. Um, also, fun fact, the attraction originally had a separate cost from the park because it was sponsored um, by a different company. It was it later got sponsored by Dole, but it was first United Airlines that sponsored it. Okay. Um, and then Dole still has the sponsorship of it. And so you had to pay an extra 75 cents to get into the Tiki Room. That's a hefty fee. It is. And honestly, I think even now, if you told people they need to pay 75 cents extra to go into the Tiki Room, they, most people would be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, added to get out quarters yeah, or like, if, yeah, that would be deal with the tr- transaction fee on seventy five yeah. cents. If you, if you could do it with your little wristband, then it wouldn't be a problem. Oh, your magic band. Yeah, oh, magic band. Hashtag magic band life. Mm-hmm. But it's this Hawaiian themed musical show. It's hosted by these four macaws, um, and their plumages are kind of stylized to their country of origin. There's some concerning nationalistic stuff in there. Yeah, and some concerning stereotypes about different. Countries, that is not great, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's 1963, and they sing you this song, and that's the whole thing. They just, they sing, like, three songs, and mm-hmm. then it leave, you leave, and, but, but, in 1963, this was the only building in, Disney, in Disneyland that was air-conditioned. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was, like, it was supposed to be a restaurant originally, but mm. they put in all, all these animatronics, and then yeah. there were so many computers, like, in the building anyway, they were just like, well... Let's just add an air conditioner. Yeah. Uh, so then when it opened in Magic Kingdom, in Disney World, it's an opening day attraction. So this Tiki Room's been around since the park opened in 1971. Uh, it was first called Tropical Serenade, and then it became the Tiki Room. Um, 1998 became the Tiki Room under new management, mm-hmm. which is where Zazu and Iago took over for a weird three years. Or no, not three years. Um, it was 13 yeah, like, years, like yes. I said, that was my first exposure to it. Yeah. And being a kid that's, I the... mean, that's how I remember it the yeah. most. Like, I just remember, like, Zazu and Iago. And I loved it because right. I loved them, and I didn't know that it was trash. Yeah. Well, so Z- Zazu and Iago, it, for those who, I don't know, mm. would don't know the 90s movies. Um, <laughs> and if, yet if, somehow if, are, if, are, have if chosen you only to listen know, to this podcast. Yeah, if you've only been listening to this because you're a big Pinocchio and Snow White fan and you don't know the new movies... Um, <laughs> Uh, Zazu is kind of the British uh, snooty guy in Lion King, and Iago is the, uh, the little henchman to Jafar in Aladdin. Um, Voiced by G- 
Gilbert, Gilbert Gottfried. Gottfried, right. So it's, they basically, the Tea Room song starts, and then they come in, and they would, they were like, we're in charge now, and there was like all sorts of like, you know, lightning and booms, and then at the end, mm-hmm. I don't know, someone wins, but in, <laughs> but that's yeah. not what, the, the, the original one, which we're going to focus on mostly, is it was uh no one wins there's no, yeah. nothing happens no, it's there's just like a, show. a brief storm yeah. yeah and but we're not going to worry too much about we're not worrying about like the whole show yeah. we're p- focusing now on the theme song mm. the one song they play at the beginning of it one song they only play one song and then there's a few other songs but like this is the song and yes. it's the tiki room and it's interesting how oh, i mean a lot of the disney songs we know of are from movies obviously mm-hmm. there's a, a very few that are originate from Disney World. So I would think of this one and maybe Pirate's Life for Me uh, being maybe the most preeminent examples of that. Now, I will say, do you know what the number one most played song in the world is, according to Time.com? It is, it's a Disney World-based song. Or oh, in Disneyland, small, too, I guess. it's a small world. Yeah, it's a small world. Yeah. Which, so that, that's another one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start going through, uh, through the, yes. uh, the song, then. Yes. Uh, so, so the basic format of it was we have this chorus that in the tiki 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 room, and then there's verses where uh, the different birds will sing or or they'll they'll banter back and forth about yes. how they're all basically the subject is we're all birds and we're all singing. Yes, is it clear that I love this song? Yeah, should well, I so, should I should I be more subtle about that? Well, I love this song since you love it so much. What is your favorite part? Do you uh, what what things about it stand out to you? I love the banter. Like, mm. especially that one bit of the, like, oh, the birds in the back are called macaws. Why? Because of their claws? No, because they're macaws. <laughs> like, it's it's the first, like, the ban- the back and forth banter is so good, mm. and there's these dumb puns. Yes. I really like the the one pun, it's the solo pun, Is that, that's my favorite. Oh, yes! So, <laughs> say so, it, Frodo, it's your favorite, you, you get to yeah. say it. So I'm gonna do it in, I'm gonna try to recreate it in the accents that they use, um, I'll, I'll talk about why this is all problematic in a bit, but, um, the banter's between Michael and Jose. Michael is a, st- is a Irishman. He's an Irish bird, and, yes. And Jose is Latino of some sort. So I'm, I'm going to do an impression of their, their voices, but I'm doing an impression of an, of a stereotypical impression. So this... You're doing an impression of a Tiki Room song. Yes. I'm, it's I'm, different, yes, somehow. Yeah, okay. Um... <laughs> It may, this is problematic, but I'm, I'm just going to do it now. Should you, just, should you just say it not doing the accent? No, I'm doing it in the accents. All right. <clears throat> so Michael goes, I sing so beautiful, I should sing solo. And then Jose says, see, solo, we can't hear you. Okay, that was a pretty good, was pretty good, pretty yeah. good imitation. I yeah. see why you wanted to do it in the accent. I wanted to do the accents because That's I That's fair, I like because, I could, I could read because you can do them well. Because yeah. just like the people that did the accents, I'm just a white American guy <laughs> and not actually those ethnicities. If I could not mimic an accent of a, of a person who is actually those ethnicities, but mimicking, <laughs> right. mimicking a white guy mimicking the accents, that's that's simple, you know. That's fair. That's a lot easier. I didn't know Michael was Irish until I was, like, looking looking stuff up to research for this song. Yeah. I guess I assumed he was just sort of another accented po- parrot. Yeah. Um, so the, the pun is that he wants to sing solo, and then they say so low. Oh, so quiet. Professor Frodo! Don't mm. don't explain the pun. 
Yeah, so it's very punny. So I, I imagine that that is one of the things that appeals to you about yeah, this Yeah, and I don't know. It's like, I think that the like the lyrics are still like clever and catchy. Like, they're like, Welcome to our tropical hideaway, you lucky people, you. If we weren't in the show starting right away, we'd be in the audience, too. Like, the yeah. rhymes are clever, yeah. and the lyrics are clever. Mm. And I, I like that it's... They're, they're really just saying, Hey, we're some birds, and we're doing a show for you guys. It, yeah. It's not... They're not... um discussing some topic that's removed from the immediate where you are. So it's right. very, they're very much, they're explaining why what they're doing <laughs> to you as the audience, which is cool. Yes, um, and it's not a surprise that the lyrics are so good um, because of who wrote this song, which oh. is the Sherman Brothers. Well, who are the Sherman Brothers? I've heard the of Sherman, them, but what is their deal? The Sherman Brothers are basically like two of the most important musicians to Disney music ever. Oh. I think that's fair to say. They've written more motion picture musical song scores than any other songwriting team in film history. Wow. Um, according to their Wikipedia. What so would we know some, them from? I mean, the big one that everyone knows them from is Mary Poppins, right? Oh, okay, yeah, alright. Like, so, so that, that makes sense, like I said. They must have yeah. gotten uh, they must have gotten Mary Poppins off the strength of, of the Tiki Room. They were like, you can yeah. do that, you can, uh, you can write some songs about kites. <laughs> yeah, you could handle that, but they also wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, okay. um, Jungle Book, Ben oh. Noms and Broomsticks, mm. Charlotte's Web, mm. The Aristocats, which is oh. one of my favorite scores oh. um, yeah. of any song. So uh, they also wrote Small World. Oh, wow. So we're going to be doing a lot of them as time goes on. I, I'm, I am interested in this era. I know I've sort of joked about how <laughs> The Sword in the Storm is my favorite, but I think it's an interesting era of Disney movies because it's not the ones we consider the 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 princess classics of the 30s 40s and, and 50s and yeah. it's not the renaissance so it's the in-between period but there is a lot to offer from those years so i think it's uh, it'll be fun but yeah so also they were joined by some pretty well-known singers okay well so who are these singers uh, you mean playing the various parrots and toucans and macaws oh no i mean the parrots themselves those oh, are some okay. well-known animatronics hmm. Did you know that Jose the Parrot actually was in space before he was in the show? Oh, wow. I didn't know that, but I'm guessing that it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. He was what? a Russian operative, um, and he was actually on one of the Sputniks, the only one that ever came back. I'm very confused. The animatronic was not on the airplane. No, the, the animatronic was on a Sputnik, and the animatronic actually came to life and steered the spaceship back down to Earth. And all the other all the all the other Sputniks went into space, stayed there forever. But Jose Sputnik, it lived, and then he had no choice. When they were like, "What are you going to do next?" He was like, "I'm going to Disney World," and here we are. <laughs> okay, good job, Jose. Thank you for <laughs> saving uh, Russia. I don't I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, but in all honesty, let's let's be serious now. This is a serious podcast. Oh, Who were right, the people I'll that just... did that did the voices? Okay, actually, the guys who did the voices are pretty cool, sort of Disney folks, who I hadn't really heard about, but have done some really cool stuff. So first off, I'm just going to go through them. We got Jose. Also, mm -hmm. all of these guys are white, and doing yeah, these yeah. voices, you know, yeah. right, it's... Right, right. So Jose is voiced by Wally Bog? Bog? Mm -hmm. Boag? B-O-A-G. Yeah. Bog. Unclear. Bog. Yeah. Wallace Vincent Wally Bogue, um, to be precise. Um, and he was known for his starring role in Disney's long-running stage show, The Golden Horseshoe Review. Mm. Um, but I think the cooler thing about Wally is that he was appearing in um, a show called Starlight Roof in London. 
um, and he did a balloon act there, um, where he like made balloons, and he invited a young girl on stage to help with the act, and the young girl um, astonished the audience with her voice, and ended up being kept in the show, and her name was Julie Andrews. Oh wow! So he helped discover her. He like basically discovered Julie Andrews. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. Good job, Jose. Yeah, crushed it. He actually was originally is going he British? to go. He is not. No, he's from Oregon. He's Oregonian. Okay. How did yeah. he find Julie Andrews then? Well, he was just performing in London. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Um, she was in London. It she all was not makes in Oregon. Sense. Doesn't it all come together now? And he also wrote a lot of the script for Tiki Room, um, as well as helped develop the Haunted Mansion script. Oh, cool. So now, moving on to Michael. Ooh, the Mikey. Irish the, the parent. Irish, the Irishman. Yes. Um, his was less exciting. He's mostly just done this. Nice. But his, but his name was Fulton Burley, which is a great yeah. name. And he actually is Irish-Canadian. Okay, so um, he was born legit. in Canada. Yeah, it was closer. Yeah, well, I mean, you may say he's done nothing, but he's going to be on this podcast forever. So if you're That's out there, true. what's his name again? Fulton. Bur- no, he's he is dead. Okay, well, if, but if his Fulton children, Burley's family. Yeah, Fulton Burley's family. If you just like constantly Google Tiki Room in the hopes that your father's grandfather is like you know mentioned somewhere, we yeah. love him. Yes, we love him so much that we will accept any donations that you have. Yeah, and I mean, he like he does, he did some cool stuff in film. Like, he was in um, Without Love with Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, Homecoming with Clark Gable and Lana Turner. Um, he served in World War II. Oh, so, like, that's, good. that's pretty great. Yeah, thank you. He just has a little bit less Disney experience. Who's next? Who's up? Then we we've got the Frenchman? Ernie Newton. Er, yeah, Ernie Newton played Pierre the French Parrot. Mm-hmm. And mostly did that. He was in Brigadoon also. Yeah. So, yeah, like, but the movie version of the musical. Oh. Yeah. But the fun one is Fritz. I'm sorry, if any of the families are listening, they're all fun. Yeah. Uh, Fritz is the one who says, uh, Herr Schmidt, oh, Schmidt has no hair. Which is, that's a really (laughs) bad pun. (laughs) It's a terrible pun. But he was voiced by the should-be-well-known... Thurl Ravenscroft, which is also an amazing name. Thurl Ravenscroft. Mm, yeah, it's almost as good as Teehee in terms of Disney names. Almost. He was the voice of a famous commercial. Guess what it was? Um, Not Disney. I'm trying to have to think of an old commercial. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, a- he was born in 1914 and died in yeah. 2005, so... yeah. Well, that's a lot of years to choose from. Um, so, 2005, eh? His I'll voice guess, acting career began in 1940. I'll guess that he was in a commercial for uh, Kids Bop 3, because 2005 Ooh, is probably around then. That's close. Try just a touch earlier than that. Oh, okay. Um, is he... Oh, is he like the original Mr. Clean or something like that? No, but you're technically closer. Okay, I give up. Who is he? He's great! Oh! Yeah, Thurl Arthur Ravenscroft was the original voice between Tony the Tiger for more than five decades. Wow. He got a lot lot of miles out of saying two words. It's true. But do you know what he's also the uncredited vocalist for? Uh, no. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) You're a mean one. 
Mr. Grinch. Oh, was he the Grinch or the, the guy who sang that song? He sang, he sang that song. All right, so he, he, he has that low baritone voice then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Which you can also hear as a singing bust on the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Also, in Country Bear Jamboree as the moose head on the wall, he's the first mate on the Mark Twain, Twain Riverboat. He's part of the voice of Pirates of the Caribbean oh, and wow. Disneyland Railroad. So he's all over Disney World. Was he in the, any of the movies? Yes, he was in... He actually, we saw him pretty recently. What? He's the voice of Monstro the Whale. <laughs> what did Monstro... Uh, did I miss the part where Monstro was like, Hey, Pinocchio! <laughs> it's possible I also missed it, but it does say, according to this Wikipedia article, that he was the voice of Monstro the Whale. Right. I mean, he could have made the, the sort of growls or whatever. Monster, it's true. Yeah. He was part of a singing group called the Mellow Men, um, mm-hmm. who can be heard on the back recordings of like a lot of big band songs so he backed like Bing Crosby oh, okay. Frankie Lane Frankie Lane Spike Jones Rosemary Clooney um and they also contributed the song Honest John to Pinocchio which was cut so we didn't talk about it um but they did that song and he also contributed songs to Alice or contributed their voices to Alice in Wonderland Lady and the Tramp um when we get to yeah, that so I'm sure we're going to be encountering him as we go forward in in these episodes yeah, so but he is a well-known voice of Disney, um, who doesn't really get a lot of love. Yeah, so th- so Thurl Ravenscroft is his name. Uh, it's Thurl, T H U R L. So Thurl Ravenscroft, and I'll remember the Sherman Brothers. will be will yes. be seeing a lot of those those yes. people. Um, yes, and he also served in World War II. So thank you again. Good work. Yes, crushing well, it. Well, I want to. We've sort of been talking about how we've been trying to avoid the the whole nationalistic issue, but I, I do want to touch on it. So first of all, the the whole <laughs> concept of the tea room is kind of uh, cultural appropriation a little bit. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Like you sort of you mentioned how it's kind of Hawaiian. It's not. I mean, it's not clearly any specific culture besides just various Polynesian things because. Um, I mean, there there is no such thing as, like, a tiki room, really. Like, tikis are little carved, met, like, objects. Like, I mean, if you go to Hawaii, you can get little tikis in, in Polynesian right. culture. Um, the idea of, like, a tiki room or, like, a tiki bar that you see a lot in America, that all came in, I, I looked this up, in the 20th century, like, the sort of mid to early 20th century, you had... American people being like, oh, let's do an island-themed thing. It's We'll call mm-hmm. it the Tiki, you know. Well, it was be... really popular, like, after World War II. You could see it a lot mm-hmm. in, like, the, in the 1950s and even the late yeah. 1940s if you look at, like, decorating styles or if you read, like, Housewife magazines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, there are, like, old recipe books from there. I'm a big cookbook nerd. And a lot of cookbooks uh-huh. from that time have, like, Hawaiian-inspired recipes and, mm. like, throwing a Tiki party in your backyard yeah. and things yeah. like that. Yeah, so I guess maybe it makes sense for maybe people coming back from the Pacific in World War II. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's... So we kind of have that underlying the whole thing. The, like, the the concept that this room is fun and exciting and enchanting because it's from the Pacific and Polynesia. Right. Um, so we kind of have that, that going on. And I think that it's similar in the way that we have the Frenchmen, the Irishmen, the... Uh, I mean, I'm saying men, but they're they're birds. The, the French <laughs> bird, the Irish bird, the Latino bird, and the uh, the German bird. German bird, yeah. It, it's similar in a way that I think they're in there to kind of be like, "Ooh, it's fun." There are different different ethnicities of birds, and right. It, it reminds me, and I think it's timely that we just did. I've got no strings because right. In that, they also you know, they have the the Dutch and the Russian and the, and the French puppets and 
I do. I mean, obviously they're stereotypical and they're they're, they're using accents, mm-hmm. but I don't. I do think that they're not horrible. Um, in part because I don't think that they, outside of their voices, are really. Um, they're not portraying these people in a negative light. And I'm not trying to say this is, oh, great, great thing that you are portraying <laughs> these other cultures. But I think in their own sort of misguided, or at the t- in the time, they thought, you know, we're introducing these other cultures. Isn't that fun? Isn't that cool? Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I don't think that, yeah, I don't think that they were, were thinking, let's put in these cultures to make fun of the cultures. I think I don't think that was it. I think it's more... No, it definitely comes from a place of good intentions. Right. I mean, I, I do think that as, like, two, like... Frodo and I are both white folks, like, yeah. we we can't say what's harmful and what's not right, right. Um, to cultures, obviously, but I, right. I, I will agree with you that this is obviously not a, this does not seem right. to be, at least from my perspective, a anything with bad intentions behind right. it. It might not have bad intentions, but you're right that, yeah, we don't know, but I'm sure that, that there are people more qualified than us that would say things like, um, you know, continued use of these sort of silly voices for cultures it will is its own form of belittling, you know, and, and, yeah. and otherizing people, but, um... Yeah, which, I mean, it's not wrong. I, I, I do think it's interesting that only one of the birds is a Latino, mm-hmm. um, or Latinx sort of voice, and the rest are, again, European. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, I don't, I didn't get to see anything about, like, why they made that choice, um, but it's interesting that, again, sort of like in I've Got No Strings, they steered away from some of the most harmful stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously having Jose the parrot is, like, not a good one in any means, mm-hmm. um, but having Fritz and Pierre right. and Michael is right. not necessarily the choice you would expect when stereotyping parrots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I mean, to be honest, it could have just been, like, they had Wally Bogue and whoever his name is, <laughs> and, and all these guys in a room, and they're like, what voices can you do? Like, just do something. And they're like, okay, that sounds good, that sounds good. That I'm sure that, I honestly, that's probably what happened. Yeah, I mean, the guy who did Jose's voice, he also, his big act in um, the Golden Horseshoe re- review was Pecos Bill, mm-hmm. um, whose teeth fell out constantly over the course of it, uh, which is an problematic thing for sure. Um, although they named a restaurant after him in Disney World. You can eat mm. at Pecos Bill. They have mm-hmm. a $100 nacho on a I'm secret not menu. gonna get that. <laughs> it's a secret menu, but there is a parade when you get it, and you oh, get to wow. eat in a secret room. So, like, can you share it amongst like you know? Oh yeah, people? it's not it's not just for you. Yeah, yeah. If everyone brings one dollar, yeah. Well, I, I yeah, I think that 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 was what I wanted to get out there about it. I mean, um, yeah. So that is as much as we can love this song and enjoy it, it is yeah. something to keep in mind, but a hundred percent. And I think that again, like we're, we're just two, we're just two white folks doing our best. So please feel <laughs> free to educate us. Um, I know that's no one's job, but if anyone yeah. has thoughts, otherwise we're happy to hear them. Yeah. Um, I'd love to talk a bit more about the under new management section. Because yeah, yeah. What a weird turn of Disney history that is. Right. Right. So for whatever reason, they thought that, it was lagging. Is that what happened? Were they like, we have to spice up this place with, with yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, nineteen ninety eight. That is peak Disney. Like, there's new stuff coming up. Let's let's see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Let's get it in there. Yeah. And Iago and Iago and Zazu were an interesting addition. Yeah. But I mean, people didn't come to the Tiki Room to see cool, new, and exciting stuff by the late late nineties. They were right. there for the nostalgia factor. Yeah, but maybe that's what they were trying to change. I mean, if if, if I was going to... If the Tiki Room 
you know, goes for another 10 years and gets stale, I could see them trying to spice it up again. You know, maybe we get, like, Tiki Room featuring Big Hero 6 or whatever. Whenever that, uh, that... If, if Disney put any thought or any money or publicity into Big Hero 6, it would be an amazing day that it will never happen. That was a great movie, and they just squandered it. Because they're waiting for the right time to incorporate it into Tiki Room. <laughs> That's fair. I could picture Baymax, like, perched up on one of those tiny little um, wire, like, yeah. swings. Yeah. la 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 <laughs> I don't know. What other, what other Tiki Room takeovers yeah. could there be? I mean, it's a miracle that it has not been, you know, the, the Tiki Room meets Olaf under new frozen management. <laughs> where he's like, oh, I yeah. finally found the summer I've been looking oh, for this whole time in yeah. the Tiki Room. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised they haven't just, like, tapped that on. Like, just keep the Tiki Room as it is and just have him descend at the very end and be like, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> just, 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 it's a wonder Olaf isn't just taped to more parts of the park. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, I think that they're coming a little bit... They're adding stuff to the, the Norway ride, right? It's not oh, it's be... gone. Yeah. Well, is it that na- happened. Is it, has it been built? Is it now... In... For... Yeah, I, I went... So, for those of you who are less versed in Disney, mm-hmm. um, Epcot had a Norway ride, Maelstrom, mm-hmm. which was a lovely boat ride through Norway. Also, you briefly were encountered by a troll and, you and got very scared. Yeah, that, that is actually no, one of the other things I remember from my 1994 experience <laughs> Uh, I didn't go on many roller coasters or scary rides, but Maelstrom was, like, what my parents allowed me to do. And mm-hmm. I, I would, like, like, it was borderline scary, you know, for, it's, for a little It's time. a little concerning for, yeah. like, a nothing ride. Yeah. yeah we we spent a lot of time, time in that pavilion because my mom's Norwegian. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would always go on that one. But they replaced the Maelstrom ride with a Frozen ride. Frozen Ever After, I think it's called. Um, and as I wrote it. As long as they never replace my dear three caballeros in... in Mexico. I'll oh, they never will. The three caballeros will be there forever. Uh, what a nice ride. I like to just, like, have a margarita. Mm-hmm. Feel, just just sort of sway in enough that you really feel that boat when you get on, and then just go sit in the dark for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. There's never a... I actually... There was, a, there was, a te- there was like, a five-minute wait the last time what? I went down there. That's and insane. we just turned around and walked out. We're like, we're not... <laughs> no. we're not we'll come back in an hour. We're not no. dealing with this. No. That, I've never seen a line there. Um, man, I love classic Disney rides. Yeah. They're great. Um, but the Tiki Room under new management ended, um, because Iago caught on, or is it not Iago or Zazu that caught on fire? Theoretically. I mean, they, there was sort of, there was a fire. Yeah. And there has been rumors that Iago, I'm, I'm not, yeah. yeah. Iago was severely damaged. That's what yeah. the Wikipedia says. Yeah. Yeah. But like, no one's ever really come out and said it. Um, and maybe it, maybe it was like it was like a you know a someone like a enchanted tiki room purist who was like <laughs> through with this Iago like bring back the main ride and they burned it down. I know I would say it's Zac Efron with the water people, but like fire instead <laughs> no, of water. So no. is there a fire version like a dark Efron? Oh well, we have plenty of time. I think that even Fantasia has some some fire <laughs> scenes, so maybe maybe we'll see some of that. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to say about about the song? Not really. I mean, I just, I enjoy the, ch- the chance to talk about it. Like, I just, this brings, this song brings back so many happy memories for me of mm-hmm. just, like, being a little kid and even with the under new management, just, like, mm-hmm. bopping out of the tiki room. Because my parents, I mean, so since I grew up in Orlando, we did a lot of the rides where it's like, let's just sit quietly for a bit. My mm-hmm. parents were real big on that, especially, yeah. like, when I was in preschool, I only went to school three days a week. Um, oh, wow. the, the other two days, my mom would take my sister and I, because my sister is younger than me, we would just go to Disney World. Mm. Um, cause it was 
a good way to keep us entertained. Um, and, like, my mom would, like, fill out her taxes on It's a Small World, because it's the only thing that put me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so she would just, like, ride that on a loop. Um, yeah, well, th- this has been fun. I'm glad we, we touched on the Tiki Room. I hope that you all enjoyed sort of taking this this detour down Disney mm. history with us. Yeah. Um, we'll probably be doing things like this again in between mm. episodes, or in between seasons. Yeah. So if you have suggestions for things you want to hear, whether they're from Disney rides or Disney musicals that didn't come from the songs, or, you know, maybe we'll pull out the Kim Possible theme song at some point. Mm. Call me, beep me, if you want to reach me, if you want to page me, that's okay. No one who's born... Like, after that show, <laughs> even knows what paging is. No. Taylor wouldn't know. Taylor wouldn't know how to page someone. No. We'll have him back on for that one so yeah. we can, like, just try to understand what the references are. <laughs> um, yeah, well, this has been fun. And make sure you tune in, because we're going to be doing Fantasia. There's yes! Be an episode with Amanda and I discussing some of the song. And then we're going to be bringing back our old fan favorite, Dan Batchelder. Yay! So if you haven't listened to episode 6.5, is that yeah. what it is? Then yeah, it Make is. sure you do that before then, because that way you'll have an idea of who he is, his background, and sort of mm-hmm. get a feel for him. Yeah, and he will be... It's classical music, it's stuff that's all over our heads, so he's gonna come <laughs> in and be like, this is music, and we'll be like, oh, cool, thanks, Dan, we love you. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, Dan, we had no idea. Yeah. Make sure to like, subscribe, yeah. review, that, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Yeah. Hit us up. This has been Frodo the Lawyer. This has been Amanda the Person, and this has been Wish Upon a Star. Birds of a feather. Tiki together. (laughs) Yeah, it's freaking hard, right?